Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England. Good morning, this is Radio Maria. You are listening to Just Life. This morning on Just Life, we have a very special guest. We have Radio Maria's very own promoter and presenter and facilitator, Helena Judd. Good morning, Helena. Hello, hello, Elizabeth. Thank you for introducing me. Thank you for coming on Just Life. This morning, Helena is going to talk about how to make your club more inclusive. Can you give us a bit of an intro into what this is all about? Well, inclusion is in the meaning. It's including all peoples, be it people with traditional needs, with special needs, that might be minorities, with race, gender, age, all different parts. And I'm going to be sharing and hopefully having a discussion with you listeners about how we can create a more inclusive atmosphere in our parishes, in our clubs, at work, in our sports teams, and in our Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, all of it. And do you have any kind of special experience with with clubs? Well, just a little. My master's degree is theatre production for people with special needs. How wonderful. So there you go. In New York, I started a theatre company for people with learning disabilities, both young children, teens and adults. And when we moved to New York, I I worked along with day centres with Papworth Trust and Edmund Trust and working with their adults with learning disabilities and their weekend clubs and their evening clubs. It sounds like you're in a very privileged and fantastic position to tell us more about this. So... As always in Just Life, we'll over to the speaker who is going to be talking directly to you listeners. Thank you, Helena. Thank you, Elizabeth. All right, listeners. So it's the new year, 2022. And in this new year, you might be looking around. You might be at work. You might not be at work (laughs) because of the stay at home mandate. But you might be at clubs as well. Your children might be at clubs or you might be returning back to church to your parish. At this time, today, January 13th, we're in a weird spot with the pandemic where we're shying away, we're being cautious. So some of you may have returned to your parishes, you may have returned to work, clubs, life was looking like it was going to be normal. And then we, we're, then the new variant came and we're, we're shying away. But in this shying away period, with so much hope on the horizon, we've got hope in the vaccines. We've got hope in treatment for the pandemic. We must also look at the hope of what we have found in one another. We've got the hope that in this time, people that have always felt isolated or felt shy or or didn't, like being part of this large, sometimes overwhelming world. At this time, during these lockdowns, during this pandemic, they have found a voice. We saw in 2020 the rise of the movement Black Lives Matter. We saw the rise and the continuation of people with disabilities making uh, laws, making regulations with us, 
for us, encouraging, encouraging everyone to include, include the people that they're trying to support, the people that are there as part of society in their communities, include them in your groups, in your plans. So with 2022, we're still taking a bit of a back seat. I know personally, my son's school clubs have still not opened up. Who can do dance during a pandemic? Why not take this time to reevaluate your club, your parish, your team, perhaps even your workspace, and find a way to make it more inclusive for 2022? What do I mean by inclusive? Well, let's look at the dictionary. Inclusion is the action or state of including or being included within a group. Is that just making sure everyone uh, gets to play on the team? Everyone has a spot on the team. It's a bit more than that. There's another definition of inclusion as meaning policy or practice of providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized. Some of these examples of these folks might be people with physical or mental disabilities or members of minority groups. You might, my dear listener, feel that you are one of these. You fit in that group. Sometimes you may feel like my group is not a minority. It is a lot of people. And you may feel overlooked. If you are feeling that you're one of those folks, this program, I hope, will empower you. You, you probably don't if even been you are empowered yourself already. I know, I know. So just think of this as a uh, a support, not even a support. I'm, I need to reword this: a companion, a companion to your efforts to create an inclusive atmosphere in where you may be. This is with the idea that with you, for you, with us. If you find that perhaps your club or team doesn't have uh, anybody with a physical or mental disability or might not have many minorities and you're thinking, ooh, we need to be more inclusive, Perhaps you're a social activist. Well, you probably know, probably a bit more farther along than I am in these things. But today I hope to empower you alongside the listeners that will hopefully call in and share ways that inclusion can be fostered, grown, nurtured in your team, club, parish, School, workplace. So let's start at the beginning. Well, we have. The seed has been planted. You're looking around and you're like, we need to we need to have some more inclusion. We want to be open. We want to be welcoming. We want to have an atmosphere and an, and a group of people of all different sizes, shapes, abilities. I guess that's the first step, isn't it? Just Figuring out that, oh, this is what we want. Identifying that need. 
But you might be thinking, well, I don't I don't even feel like I have that need. Why would we need inclusion? Having an inclusive group, team, club, parish strengthens, that diversifies, creates a more world-like view for your group. It has time and time again, case study after case study will tell you of the blessings and i'm going to say blessings for the this is <laughs> this might be a secular segment but it is a blessing to be inclusive because it is through learning with others through working with different people that you yourself grow that your company grows that your team grows that it all grows for example Let's start with a football team. Now, I, um, full disclosure, have working, uh, my legs are capable of running. I was very out of shape when I was in school, but I was capable of running. I had an average, well, maybe a little above average grades in school. I was not shy and I could see, I could hear, I could speak. And I was blessed with parents that somehow or another helped me become confident. But I was not good at football. Oh, no, 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 no. I was not good at football at all. But my friends were into football. (laughs) So at that time, you're like, how can I be with my friends? Let's go do the same things they do. With that, let's take a little aside. If you have someone that might be uh, have a disability, shy, mental health, um, have a physical disability, think that they also, as friends, want to be near you, want to be with you, spending time with you, working towards similar goals. In this way, they and you get to have that quality time together. So there you go. That's one reason to have inclusion. So back to my football story. So I'm not any good. I've never played football. I, I, I didn't even watch it. I had to learn the rules. This is at well, it was 16, 16 years old. First, what I did was I, I didn't play. I volunteered to be the assistant manager which was a glorified title to being the person that carried the bowls, made sure the water bottles were filled. I was very good at taking notes and and stats and stuff. So I was very happy to actually suggest, oh, can I keep up the record books and stuff? And of course, the assistant coach was like, oh, happy to get that off my hands. Here you go, young woman. And the coach was happy as well. Because they didn't need to make many changes. They did, though. They never had anyone say, hey, I'd like to help out with the team. And that started the discussion. What do we do with this person? There's not really, we've got the coach, the assistant coach and all the players. What do we do with this person that's interested but doesn't really want to play? And that got them to thinking, how can I include this young woman uh, will foreshadow, not foreshadow, I'll let you know that I do end up playing on the team. 
So in this, they had to think, well, what are her skills? What are what are our needs as a group? Well, where are holes that we need to fill? What kind of things? My coach was a teacher, a biology teacher. So I had her for biology. Uh, the assistant coach was another teacher. So with including me, she also got to build confidence and have a better partnership with her students, me and my friends. And that's what can happen in your clubs, at your parishes, and in your workplaces. By bringing in this discussion, by listening, by brainstorming together, you create a stronger group. By having those challenges, what do we do with this person? How do we include them? Those challenges work your brain muscles, work your creativity, and can expand to other ways. For example, in your parish, you may have a young man, a young woman, that is interested in becoming an altar server. Well, the issue, the challenge, not the issue, the challenge is this person might be in a wheelchair. There's steps on the altar. Oh dear. How would we get an altar server be of any use that's in a wheelchair? They physically can't get up to the altar to help do the candles. They can't move their wheelchair with and, and hold a candle or a cross in their hands. They can't move the wheelchair and help with the book. What bravery that young man or woman must have to come up and say, hey, I'd like to be a part of this. I've not seen anyone do it before, but could I be a part of this? And what a great discussion that can begun, begin. Looking at your area, looking at your location is one way to keep starting the discussion. We've got, we've got stairs. No, that's not very inclusive. We don't have any handles. So say there is physical capabilities of moving upstairs, but they just need an arm ramp. There is, uh, there is, there is the issue of uh, movement. There's also the issue of what can be done if the hands and the legs are not capable of supporting it. So looking at that, how can we have candles without being held? How can we get up to the altar? Some of you may be thinking, well, that church needs a ramp. They can either be they can either do some construction and rebuild their altar space. There are ramps that are able to be taken to uh, be placed on and moved away. There are candles that you can place on a on the on many wheelchairs you can place kind of a tray thing where the candle goes on top. There's a way to preset the candles or have candles on stands with wheels so that the altar server can wheel himself and the candle wheeled. For the books, the book can be already in place and the altar server wheel over in front and the priest can let the, the altar server, the capable altar server, to hold the book. For the incense, perhaps the incense is attached to the chair. Perhaps 
the altar server wants to help with bringing up gifts. Perhaps the altar server doesn't want to do any of the physical items and just wants to be present and there praying alongside his friends, the other altar servers. Having that discussion is important. What does the, what does the person want to have to get out of this? My coach had to ask, what do you want to get out of this? And me simply saying, I, I just want to be with my friends. That opened up possibilities. She didn't have to think, well, do I need to get her first aid qualified? Do I, what do I do? What do, I do? So have that discussion. And then think of the possibilities. Once you have that position. So me, well, lots of other, uh, because, I'm not saying it was all because of me, but it was just my wanting to be my with my friends. That opened up that position so that, on year after year after year of that, they had more assistant managers. Uh, they had uh, they ended up growing it into um, because we didn't have cheerleaders or anything for the women's young women's football team, but they ended up helping really build up our support team for the football team. And because they wanted to, then they became the students led the snacks and refreshments during the game. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. And it just takes a bit of representation. And think of how empowering it is to those other people out there in the congregation, seeing that altar server in the wheelchair, knowing that we are inclusive. We, the Lord includes everyone in what they, in preparing the gifts, in preparing and in praying. In a club, in, so I've given you a football example. At the workplace, if you have, look around. Can, if you're not on the ground floor, do you have access to your floor with a lift, with an elevator? Is there parking a, a, appropriate for people that might have physical disabilities? All of this can open it up. And I've found that in parishes or in places that had steps and need to have openings by including a ramp or a handlebar, that indeed helps those that just never spoke up. Oh, I, I, I have weak knees and it's so nice to have a ramp now to go up to the altar. Oh, I have, I'm, I'm a bit unsteady and now I can use the ramp to go up. So one little step blossoms into more. All right, I think I'm going to take a music break now. Is that okay, Elizabeth? Absolutely, please. We'd love a bit of music. But do stay tuned. We'll be right This is Radio Maria. You are listening to Just Life. And this morning we are joined by Radio Maria's very own promoter, Helena Judd, who is telling us how to make our club, our parish, more inclusive. Back over to you, Helena. Thank you, Elizabeth. All right. Looking at 
So far, we've talked about what inclusive is and the treasures, the empowerment, the strengthening that comes with building inclusion into your workplace, your sports team, your club, your parish. Thanks for joining me. I do hope this, when we open up the phone lines, that you can call in and share your thoughts. Perhaps you have a nice story to share about inclusion. I do want to make a point again that sometimes it takes you to stand up and say, hey, I think we need to look at this. Hey, I need support with this. Hey, I'd like to be included. Representation is so important. Having someone else (laughs) up there that's similar to you helps so much, makes you feel comfortable, confident. So having inclusion can help build that confidence and strength in others. It's also such a learning tool. I'll finish my football story. So I didn't have any football skills at all. I went, I wanted, my objective was to be with my friends. So I told, I was honest with it and told my coach and she and the assistant coach. And we had that dialogue discussion together, talked about the challenges, talked about the opportunities. And for that one year, I went around. The best feeling I had I didn't score any goals. I really, I didn't assist in any goals either. But I got to wear the football tracksuit on game days. And you should have seen me beaming. And the lovely part of it was, none of my friends or teammates said, oh, she's not really on the team. She's just the manager. I was like, come on, Elena. I was included in the pictures. It helped. And I maybe that was my, maybe that helped with my confidence as well. So being a part of the team and just letting her wear the tracksuit, that's all you need to do. You just need to let her wear the tracksuit. Funny, isn't it? Perhaps at your team, maybe you just got to get a tracksuit. Perhaps in your parish, just letting them wear part of the uniform. Maybe the welcomer badge. Maybe the welcomer sash. I love a welcomer sash. Maybe that can help and, and, and let them build in confidence. It also goes along with, so we're talking about outer skins, you know, like tracksuits and whatnot. But it also goes along with nationalities, races. Having people represented from all colors of skin can be such an important part it's not can is such an important part of a workplace of a team it doesn't need to necessarily i mean let's be honest if you're in a club and there's a general group of people let's say boy scouts and there's a general group of people no one of a different color or race is even wanting to join or has signed up or anything how do we include them in the boy scouts in the club well finding leadership having leadership or examples of different colors different races different gender can be a simple enough tool for the young people or for your fellow employees so be sure when you're creating marketing or presentations 
or you're taking photos or looking through what to share wise, that you'd make sure people of all different sizes, shapes, ages, colors are represented. Include, include, because who knows, it might take that extra inclusion or sharing that leadership photo that might spark the, oh, I can be a part of that. And then the inclusion grows. The following year, after my one year of assistant manager thingy, whatever my title was, I don't remember anymore, I tried out for the team. I was a third year, so I was 17. You only have four years. And when you're 17, you kind of automatically make it onto the best team. We had two teams, the varsity team and the J junior varsity team. So my age automatically got me on the main team. But my skills, well, also got me a lovely spot on the junior team. So there you have it. I got all the football as much as I didn't like running, didn't really like it. I got all the time. By being a part of the junior team and not having any skills, I was also able to be a good role model, mentor to the younger players who were physically better than me. But I got to say, oh, this is, oh, when we go to this stadium or this club, oh, they've got these great hot dogs or whatever like that. In a way, I was a bit of a cheerleader for, for our teams. I still didn't get to play much on the junior team or on the varsity team, but I was grateful. <laughs> and I, I shared that with my coach. I said, listen, I, I do like to play, but, but if it's needed, uh, put somebody else in or whatever. And I did play. I did play. I did play. It was helpful that my team was good and, and could have that bit of a weight but please don't think I ever felt like a weight. I was not a burden. And it was helpful that my coaches, again, when they were in training, they took extra training on how to, I think it was the same year that they took extra training on how to incorporate people of all different levels. And that brings me to your clubs and stuff. Inclusion training is offered in many areas many times free of charge. Inclusion training can include uh, working or supporting people with physical disabilities, mental disabilities, or different races, or nationalities, or ages. Uh, having the leadership and just the team take some of that training, just having that dialogue, even just that discussion, can open up and strengthen your ability to be inclusive. Looking at the surroundings, again, the location, what needs to be fixed? Is the pavement uh, flat? Is Are there wires in the way? The risk assessing, that can help out a lot. And having that dialogue will help. It doesn't mean you need to take a week away. It could be just an hour. You could even create an inclusive council, an inclusive club for your employment, for your parish. Who knows? There's parishes that have begun because of a little bit of a discussion have begun using Makaton and British Sign Language during one of their masses, perhaps once a month. Another diocese, I'm sorry it doesn't come to my mind right now, has started once a month, I think it's Portsmouth, anyway, once a month, a mass for people with disabilities. And it just starts there. 
You may be thinking, once a month? Once? That's not enough. It should be every Mass. Well, it's a starting point. It's a starting point. Clubs are learning. There's examples of uh, a, a Girl Scout group that once it wasn't it was um, it was the national office included a young woman in their brochure with uh, Down syndrome. And that sparked more and more young women wanting to do Girl Scouts uh, with disabilities. And with the training for the leaders, again, it might be just a one hour training. It just might be realizing what the discussion points are. They were able to be included which strengthened and uh, really grew the all the team, all the women, all the young women as part of the group. And they continued that thinking, what challenges are there and how can I overcome the challenges or how can I use these as opportunities? Went throughout those young women's lives in the Girl Scouts. Uh, in, their case, in the case study, the young women, as they grew older, said they continued this thought process in university and in their working careers. They looked for opportunities to support and be a part of clubs with people with learning disabilities. They looked to volunteer for other charities and groups that supported people with mental and health, uh, mental health and physical disabilities. All of this just because they had one Girl Scout with Down syndrome in their club. And by working alongside people that are in minorities, it helps you get confident, it helps everyone, both sides, be confident to have that discussion. Oh my goodness, I have, I'm running out of time, I'm running out of time. All right, let's keep looking at what else we can do. Some ways of having uh, a group be inclusive is because there's a lot of people that don't have the confidence to speak up, is to have a box. Do you have this box? Perhaps it's in the kitchen area of your work. Perhaps it's at the back of the church. Perhaps it's on the side where you get your coffee. Uh, this box, it's a question box, an opinion box, where you can anonymously write in and stick it in. I know HR groups have found this very valuable, especially when looking for risks, safety hazards, problems within the company. Having a box can help people open up and help start dialogue and discussions. For companies, using some time to volunteer with charities with, that work with people with learning disabilities or physical disabilities or mental disabilities can really help open up the discussions at work and perhaps, you never know, might open up opportunities to have people included in your workplace. There is several in Cambridge, uh, Quarcom, I, I shouldn't name them, but there's a couple of companies that they, once a year, they let their uh, employees go and work for a charity of choice for a day. When I worked at Papworth Trust, the group came over and what we did was we wanted to repaint the wall. Uh, my day centre, OWL, Opportunities Without Limits, they're still going on. Shout out to anyone in Sawston or Cambridge or anyone that, who knows, might be listening. 
But the group came and we went and they, we helped them. They helped us alongside with us for us together. We painted the walls. And those folks that came may have not had any experiences with people with learning disabilities. But with our beginning uh, talk, we told them about the safety needs. This is how to do this to this. Before they came, we included with their welcome packet uh, information about how um, any, any items to be aware of, any concerns, don't bring nuts, <laughs> don't bring nuts for a snack, those kind of items. So that building confidence amongst those volunteers coming into our, our place, they would feel confident to do so. That's one thing uh, for young groups, speaking to parents beforehand can be such a great way for one, the parents to feel, yes, oh, I'm confident my child can attend this group, this club. And two, the leaders can feel confident that I know what to do to support the people in my club. And that goes both ways. Parents often in case studies find that the main challenge to become creating a, an inclusive group is parents of able-bodied, the, the non-minorities feel nervous about the challenges. So informing those parents as well can be a good tool in creating confidence amongst the whole group. So the volunteers came, they painted alongside us, they helped us in many ways because they had different skills that, that I didn't have and my students didn't have, my fellow teammates and then they learned a lot from us and had a lovely time in a survey after the event they would share the volunteers shared about how they feel more confident in talking to people with disabilities they feel more confident in reacting and interacting with people in the community and they also felt more creative on how to look at the challenges in their workplace that may have nothing to do with painting on a wall. Again, all these blessings from being in an inclusive area. Now, did that company that sent off their volunteers, did they hire people with disabilities? I don't know. In one example, though, one of our uh, students' teammates uh, wanted to have some work experience. Uh, they were very good at speaking on the phone. They liked to put on a radio voice. And so that team, after spending, the, we, in, we told them after they came, like, hey, we got this guy. Do you think we, you might have some work uh, apprenticeship or replacement? I said, well, yeah, sure. We, again, it's all about working together. One of our staff went with that uh, gentleman to the company. We looked at the location, what needs might be needed to be added. We shared with them his need supports. He shared with them his objectives, what he wanted to get out of it. They went back, talked about it, and he got to be a part-time receptionist one day a week coming in. And he loved it, answering phones. Granted, he didn't get to, sometimes it was too much, <laughs> one phone line at a time. Making tea and coffee, being part of the team. And all this because of discussion and talk. All right. I think you've definitely heard enough from me. I could go on and on. Maybe there needs to be a series. I don't know. <laughs> but let's, could I please, please hear from you? Perhaps you 
have an inclusive workplace. Perhaps you're looking on how to create your Paris to be more inclusive. Perhaps you yourself want to be part of something. Well, let's give us a call. Let's have this discussion together. The phone number to the studio is 012233755564. Again, the number is 012233755564. If you're calling from out of the country, the number is 0044122233 Three seven five five six four. Give us a call. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. John from Japan. Hello, John. How are you? Hi, Elena. Jen Dobre. How oh, are you? Jen Dobre. I am good. I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, I'm, hap- I'm glad you made it to the US. You know, I was very worried because here they halted our flights, you know, so we're kind of kind of in prison. You know, we can't, left the con- we can't leave the country. Oh, so, but you just have. Yeah. Look at you. You've transported yep. over to England. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, we can't go anywhere, but anyway, yeah, that's the way it is. No, listen, um, um, I cut it short. I wanted to ask, you know, you were talking about inclusion, about, uh, you know, people suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, uh, which is an issue that I have, you know, since my school's day. Um, uh, I think, you know, when it comes to um, learning disabilities, you know, um, it's important that teachers, in, the, in this case, because I'm talking about schools, but that applies could apply to employers as well. But now we're talking about schools. Uh, teachers should have uh, a basic training in mental health in order to recognize children suffering from ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or autistic spectrum disorder, and so on and on and on. And maybe today they have, I don't know, because, you know, I went to school and I'm t- 30 years ago, so time, times have changed. But, uh, you know, back in, back in the day, it, it was horrible, you know, because if you had a learning disability or, you know, kind of ADHD, uh, in school, uh, teachers used to be extremely abusive in, instead of more understanding. I've got good news for you. 
There is training, and the teachers now, uh, there are qualifications, and part of their yearly training is to have some of this inclusive uh, things. And they're also, they're opening it for employees and older groups, including sports clubs and whatnot. Their coaches also, there is opportunities for them to have uh training for such instances such as mental health and to keep your eyes open for uh, those systems because we are a community and need to work together and if we have our eyes open to noticing oh how's that that person's responding with that is a change in in personality with that person it just helps everyone out to, to notice them and to speak about them and to either get in the right people to help or to have that discussion on how things can change to help that person work better or be a part of the team, etc. Sure, sure. Well, I understand time, times have changed, you know, and also, you know, I've been many years away from the UK, so I'm not updated, you know, on the current situation, you know, and qualifications that teachers have. But um, I can tell you that just, you know, Back to 30, 30, 40 years ago, you know, teachers didn't have any mental, any, any training in mental health, you know, so all students, you know, with ADHD, you know, which is the most common disorder, you know, between adolescents. So they were severely abused verbally and uh, morally. You know, like they made you stand in the middle of a class, you know, and incite all the other students to to cheat you, you know, to say bad words, you know, and you are stupid, you are stupid, and so on, and these things, you know. So, but, you know, back then, you know, teachers had full power, you know, so you couldn't say anything against them, you know. So, yeah, many things have changed, you know, in the last 30, 40 years in, in the educational system, I believe. Yeah, yeah you confirmed it to me yeah. just but, now. So yeah, John... But I can tell you that I have a terrible experience, you know, in the in back sector. Yeah, so if, if there are any teachers listening, you know, so I just would like to say, you know, that uh, things were different, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, and how do they feel about the way students with learning disabilities were treated? 30, 40 years ago by by by, by teachers. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you, John. So, so John, that, John brings up a really good point that inclusion for minority races, nationalities, disabilities of all types was not something that was active back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And to be honest, we're still not perfect today. So that's why as adults, we need to take that into account with our workplaces with our adult teams, with our parishes, with our clubs. For ADHD or fidgeting or, or focus or mental health, loads of things, there's some little ways that you can make your, your environment, your space friendly. Perhaps it's making sure that uh, the noise levels in a workspace is appropriate for everyone. Sometimes having that, that music, that slight music down low might be helpful to ease and to calm. Perhaps someone would work best if they had noise cancelling uh, earphones on. Or perhaps the person would find the best way to, to be focused is to have their own space. Uh, it's all in the rage, isn't these open workspaces? But in some ways, 
if you can give a person the opportunity that needs it to support them to have their own space to work, who knows what strengths and what amazing things can be accomplished. In meetings, simply adding little toys, little fidget toys, even for adult groups, can be so helpful and focusing uh, there's these little uh, little bricks, there's these little magnet blocks. I'm not diagnosed with ADHD, but I love a meeting that has little magnet blocks. And just by playing around with that, I'm very good at listening and doing more than one thing at a time. That helps calm me, ease me, and I become engaged. I don't know, something about doing something with my hands at the same time gets me engaged. So perhaps that's what you need in your workplace. So having something else that's less noisy on the meeting table can be helpful. Having the lights set at the right level. Perhaps if you need more light, then put a lamp at your desk or ask your, your employee to have a lamp. Looking at the parish, perhaps making there be more movement. Oh, this is true with teams and everything. Having more movement in the, uh, in the activity can be very helpful. And I say movement, not standing, not walking, but movement. It could be just swaying, just like, okay, during this part, let's do a little bit of swaying. Uh, hey, in this meeting, okay, we're, we've been talking for 15 minutes. You've been listening for 30 minutes. Let's have a stand up and stretch or just stretch in your seat or just wiggle your fingers and your toes. Wiggle your nose, roll your neck. Just a little bit of movement. And understanding that some people may need more movement. Uh, John said that people on the autistic spectrum were treated awfully, perhaps because they needed to do that walking back and forth and whatnot. Letting, understanding the needs and making it acceptable to the group is helpful. I was in a drama, I helped with a drama group where the, the, with people with learning disabilities and the one gentleman needed to keep going back and forth. So there was no way he was going to join the circle. There was no way he was going to do the dance. So we incorporated his movement into the dance. He loved a good scarf. Who doesn't? So his move was back and forth, back on the stage, and he would wave around the scarf. And he moved, but he could do the, the correct choreography for the scarves. So we just made it a part of it. But it's that discussion that is needed. That discussion with us, together, for us, needs to be made. All right. Elizabeth has, has just looked at me and saying, oh, we, you, need to, you need to wrap it up, Helena. You need to wrap it up. So um, thank you, John, for calling. Thank you for anyone that's been listening. If you do have any thoughts or want to share anything, you can always email info at radiomariaengland.uk. And yeah, and if you are looking for a way to be involved with the radio, we are looking to make this radio inclusive as well. So please know that all races, nationalities, ages, disabilities, non-disabilities, you're all very much invited to come volunteer at Radio Maria. Thank you, Helena, for such a fabulous, informative and touching talk uh, this morning. And thank you, John, for calling with your contribution. Thank you, listeners.